We've got some hey, I'm Luis. Talents. And this is Fonzie. And welcome to the Content is Profit podcast. In here, you're going to get the insights, accountability, and drive to create consistently and increase revenue. You'll hear from top entrepreneurs, creators, and anything and everything you need to know about content. All this while having a good time. The goal of this podcast is simple to entertain, educate, and turn your content into profit. Let's go. Welcome, everybody. I am happy that we're back. In front of the camera. You miss the camera. I do. I do. This week has been a little rough. For those who do not know, uh, my wife is out of town in Italy having fun with her friends. And I'm home with the two kiddos. Yes. She she, deserves every second of that vacation. She keeps sharing pictures of food. I know. And it looks amazing. It looks delicious. I'm I'm tired of my rice and beans (laughs) and chicken. That's she all I eat over here. She was like, I understand why people outside of the U.S. are happier and live a healthier <laughs> lifestyle. And I'm like, yeah, 100%. But anyways, enough of that. Fancy, what are we talking about today? Oh, Today we got a pretty good, I feel like, spectrum of topics. We're going to be talking about marketing a unicorn That's startup. That's a billion dollar company, by the way. And also B2B demand generation engines. Ooh, I mean, today's guest is so experienced in marketing that this conversation <laughs> can go anywhere. And we're just going to, you know, lean in the, into the curiosity to see what's going to happen. That's right. Guys, if you're enjoying this show, especially the solo episodes that Fonzi has been dropping so good, uh, you can let us know too. Like, you like Fonzi's episodes, you like Luisa's episodes, you yeah. like interviews, let Hashtag us know. pick a bro. <laughs> pick a bro. Let the competition begin. That's right. Uh, but you can follow the show in your favorite podcasting platform. Make sure you hit that follow button and on social media at Co. That is right. And if today's guest help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode. And of course, leave an honest review. That's right. So I love when we bring experienced marketers into the content is profit family, especially when they're running a marketing for a unicorn tech startup. Ooh, that's right. Today's guest is the personality behind SaaS Fluent and the head of marketing of unicorn status startup currency cloud not to mention that she is the very first siberian we ever had on the podcast look at us expanding our horizons although she has been living in the u.s for years now i know we gotta ask her is she american already who knows yeah, who knows yeah, yeah. and how my good friends from the other side of the world would say and i might butcher this <laughs> one which i think it means Awesome. Please welcome the queen of emojis herself, Elena Hassan. Uh, hi, guys. What's up, Elena? <laughs> welcome to Contents Profit. <laughs> well, thank you for having me. This is great. Elena, did I did I pronounce that properly or did I totally say, an, uh, you know, not appropriate I, word? It, no, it wasn't inappropriate. I could make out what you said. You did all right. Let's go. Yeah. I'm, hey, I'm about I'm two words into Russian now. You know, soon I'll be fluent. Yeah. You never know. Yeah. <laughs> and I want to say I'm, I'm super stoked to have this conversation. Right. I'm. This is probably going to be a multi-part at, at some point because I'm sure there's something that there's a lot that we have to uncover. But uh, I've, I've been speaking you know, creeping on your Instagram. You have pretty <laughs> awesome content in there, but also I'm very curious, right? You're like the very first person that runs marketing for a billion dollar company that we have on the show. I'm very curious. And I would love to know, like, how do you end up there? <laughs> <laughs> That's an interesting question. Um, not due to fault of my own. I somehow always, um, when I started my marketing career and I finished my college degree, I went to work for a tech company. And from one to another to another and end up just staying with the tech. 
and um, all of the tech companies, or most of the tech companies, are startups. So you're always betting on them making that, you know, making yeah. making that exit, making that billion dollar in valuation. And you know, being junior, you hop around because you don't really, you know, <laughs> you really want to grow your career versus like staying with the company for forever. And um, once I landed in Currency Cloud in a leadership role, it ended up being huge success yeah so yeah uh, i noticed something on your website on sasfluent that i read it and i was like she's one of us we are family <laughs> you actually started selling t-shirts we, <laughs> yes. we we did so as well like that was literally the what well we yeah. started with stickers and then we transitioned with with t-shirts so i'm curious yeah. like what was that transition like for you from you know the yeah. hustle of you know selling t-shirts to then transition into the tech marketing world specifically yeah sure so i i came to the united states with the united states when i was 20 and um i spent the summer in jersey on jersey shore and in a town called wildwood <laughs> and at 20 i thought it was like the best place it was so much fun so many friends yeah. um and the jobs that were available there were on the boardwalk like i did hannah tattoos selling t-shirts <laughs> Whatever, whatever, whatever was there, that's basically what, what we were doing. Um, and then once the summer came to a close, I realized that, well, it's probably not a, not a career place for me. Uh, it's probably not something I could do for a long time. And um, I had my sights set on New York. And because I came here while I was there, I came here, did the touristy stuff, and I just fell in love with the city. I was like, that's it. New York is where I want to be. Um came full and I moved to New York and that's that's, that's why that, that's because you haven't experienced Jacksonville Florida I'm just gonna put that out there you know I'm just gonna say I am fully aware yeah it's probably probably true probably true but I once I moved to New York it was kind of I'm like okay I waitress for a little bit and then I realized okay I you know cannot be around drunk people all the time because I will become an alcoholic myself <laughs> I'm Russian. It's just not good for me. So you can beat I, everybody, you know, pro like probably. You're like, yeah, give me that vodka. Yeah. <laughs> pretty much, pretty much. So what I ended up doing, I ended up getting a job as a receptionist yeah. uh, at an office, and that happened to be, um, and it happened to be a tech company. At that oh, time, wow. I had no particular mm -hmm. preference or anything. It was just a job, and uh, my journey started from there. Yeah. Wow, what a, what a coincidence though that that work, that job was at the uh, tech startup. Yeah, yeah, it, it was a tech startup, and I was doing all the admin stuff. And I think at some point, the CEO of the company came up to me and asked me, like, "Do you really like admin stuff? Do you see your career growing in admin?" And I was thinking to myself, like, "Ordering Shoprite and starting fridges? <laughs> no, <laughs> not really." Yeah. Um, and then and then they had a great program where mm. um, they would pay for for the employees college education if they stood on oh, wow. um, at work and that's how i ended up getting to college in new york and getting my degree that's so exciting okay so i see a lot of parallels like fancy said right like from the t-shirts and the, the hustle and the things yeah. and you know we call them killing tigers and the, and the almost alcoholic story too because we used to have a podcast called bruise and bros <laughs> that if we would oh, keep really doing you for, know for us it's all about the rum not the vodka you're saying this you would know. have been an alcoholics <laughs> non-anonymous uh, non-anonymous uh, podcast over here uh, <laughs> 
but you know, you, yeah. you go into the startup, you know, venture capital world, like where like you guys are chasing like this, this big exit, right. Providing solutions. Right. And we go into the bootstrapping world. So I'm very, I'm very curious, yeah. right. Like when you make this jump into the, this company, right. At first as a startup, right. I'm sure it, you're pretty scrappy. Right. And then yeah. when you start running the marketing side, you're pretty scrappy. You have like limited resources or I don't, I don't know how that world likes. I, I'm very excited to like get mm-hmm. to know a little bit of, of that world. And then that transition into a unicorn. Right. When you guys get that big investment from Visa, yeah. like what changed? So let, let's go into the scrappy side first. Like what are some of the things that you guys were doing that that's pretty interesting, either content wise or marketing in general? Yeah. Yeah. Well, again, like you you know it, right? Like when you're little, you have to do everything yourself. Your marketing team is one person or two people, or maybe you don't even have a marketing team. You're doing, you're doing your best. So we, you're all kind of wearing multiple hats, doing multiple things, but there, because there's so much stuff to do, you usually don't step on each other's toes because there's so much work to go around. It will never be done. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and you know, this is why I guess like, it's great for for young marketers who are looking for career in marketing to join small companies because you get to learn marketing operations and marketing automation and Salesforce, all of the things that you could play in content creation and social media, because you'll be thrown around and, and like event management, all of those things that you're going to have to do or know, or at least touch. So you can actually learn what you enjoy most. So yeah, I think yeah. I had that luxury, which was great. Um, and I think bootstrap business again, it's it's more about making it work <laughs> not not having a perfect not having it perfectly figured out but like doing something right like just going ahead and taking that leap and just constantly doing and doing and doing and sometimes it's just like throwing spaghetti at the wall and seeing what sticks <laughs> basically yeah. that kind of marketing is, is is what kind of marketing usually startups do and sometimes you need to do that before you before you realize like what yeah. message resonates like how you're supposed to go about it because i think there is this um i think there's always this pressure on founders or marketing leaders in small startup like i need to figure it out like yeah. i need to yeah. know like i'm gonna sit down i'm gonna spend three hour workshop and i'm gonna know and then no you're not gonna know <laughs> you have to be okay to go with the flow and literally see where you could find more leverage just keep doing what you're doing and monitor things and test things and optimize things do, do you remember think, one of those specific spaghettis that you threw into the wall and and stuck like can you can you share with us like yeah, maybe yeah. uh one or two strategies that you guys use that really you know worked yeah so one of the strategies that i um that, that i came up with and we started doing that worked really really well as um, so I'm a head of marketing for Currency Cloud in North American region. It is the company that came to the U.S. from the U.K. Mm-hmm. So what happened was that we were trying to sell European product to U.S. audience without any kind of product market fit or understanding <laughs> and understanding market uh, kind of light, landscape in the U.S. So we needed to do something, but we had no money to like, you know, make big splurge or spend a lot of money on events and things like this. So we, I knew that we need to do we need to do content that's consistent. We need to, um, again, if we do content, we're gonna get SEO, we're gonna get demand gen up. Um, we needed to do brand awareness. We needed to develop our internal thought leaders in, in our team here in North America, not in the UK, but the ones that, that here know the market better. So all of these things had to be done uh, with very limited resources. So for us, again, it was more about 
is there that one thing that can give us all of this <laughs> to some degree, right? And that thing became a podcast mm. because it basically forced us to produce consistent content, not like whenever we can write a blog, but weekly, um, weekly, weekly podcast that, that created for us like multiple formats of content, right? It's videos, it's audio, it's snippets. It's a blog because we tra we transcribed kind of each each episode and posted it as blogs as well. So it created so much. It, it helped us generate so much content on very good topics that are in line with our target audience and helped us also meet our um, kind of prospective customers, right? Invite them as guests, have very non-threatening conversations with them about like, what do they care about in their world? It's very hard sometimes mm -hmm. to reach that target audience and immerse yourself in their day-to-day -day. and this was a perfect excuse non-salesy yeah. non-threatening way to keep that communication going with our target audience and that was that was something that really helped us out that's awesome wow you you nail all the points that we like preach on content is profit <laughs> yeah. every single time which is this yeah. was not pre-planned people is, if, yeah. you, if, you really, if you think like this is not pre-planned at all at all you know you talk <laughs> yeah. about the leverage that podcasting has of course you need that element of consistency that comes down to showing up at the end of the day but you can leverage like you said that macro piece of content to then create so many other pieces of content and distribute them in other mediums right so you can reach a broader audience but the most important piece right here i think that a lot of people especially in b2b they just don't see it yet or it just flies under the radar is access to your target audience or access to your customers and then building those key relationships that then yeah. you can develop into something else right um exactly. and I was, I was about to ask you that because i noticed that i think you started the podcast in 2017 i was actually yeah. curious on whether you started the podcast before working with the company or once you were with the company but i think you answered that once, I was with the company, once you yeah. were with the company and yeah. i'm curious and how was that decision made, right? Because like you said, you guys had to try a lot of different things here and there. How did you sell the idea to the company of like, hey, <laughs> let's do the podcast? Well, it was interesting because I was hired as a marketing person uh, and like, okay, you, you have to do all these things. And at that time I was, I was, it was just me and one more person on the marketing team here. And she was busy creating white papers and blogs. She was in charge of PR and all these things, you know? So she was busy doing her thing. So I was like, how am I as one person? I can't possibly create enough email nurtures and blogs <laughs> and all of this stuff. It's, it's kind of like, it's impossible to churn out so yeah. much, so much original content. Yeah. And, um, and then also like, there's no consistency. And I know myself, you know, it's very easy to drop the ball. Like you do like a few blogs and then, and then you take a break for three months. <laughs> you know, it's, it, that's, that's yeah, how yeah. it's the nature of the beast or where, and again, like the, the amount of money that I had at my disposal was very limited. I couldn't afford big ticket shows or conferences and have a booth there or pitch for speaking engagements and nobody knows my team like they're never gonna get the speaking engagement there yeah. um everybody's like here comes like, who <laughs> no we want we want at least your ceo to come and join right like or something like this so it became it, it became easy for me to pitch because i was able to explain how under one umbrella and yes it's a commitment and uh we had to hire a, a team that that would 
production team that helped us with like producing and, and cutting and editing and all that stuff. But with this one thing, we're going to achieve so many, so many, so many things. And guess yeah, what? Like yeah. a couple of years after doing the podcast, each co-host that was a part of the podcast, they started getting invited to conferences for free. I didn't have to pay anything anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and they build their own personal brands this yeah. way, you know, yeah. like yeah. some of them are still with the company, some of them are not, but now they have their own podcasts too. So it became a thing now. Yeah. You, um, you, you did mention that kind of like briefly that part of it, you know, was developing thought leadership within the company. And I think a lot of people miss that. I feel like a lot of people now see it as I need to be the face of the company just because we need content and somebody needs yeah. to be out there. But it's not not talked as thought leadership, right? Like we want people when they think about, I don't know, cur at, you're going to have to explain a little bit about Currency Cloud. But, you know, when they try to think about those solutions, they're going to think about, oh, cool. Elena is the person I want to talk to. The, she's the person that has the answers. Now, I'm extremely curious about this question. And we've talked about ROI with podcasting that it takes time is not something that you're going to see results overnight. It's not, it's not paid at yeah. right. That you can yeah. track, uh, you know, customer acquisition, all these things. So how that, that part of the conversation, how did it go? Right. Because we have that same conversation with, you know, people that we're trying to help and they're like, okay, cool. I'm sold on a podcast, but when am I going to yeah. see results? Right. Am I going to see results next week? I was like, Hey, <laughs> it's, it's a journey, my friend. It's a journey, right? We've been doing this for three years and you know, the ball's now gaining some momentum. So how do you present that idea to, to your business? Yeah. So it's, 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 It's interesting, right? It's it's almost a mentality change where you are a bootstrap business. Um, you there you there are like 50 different things that you could be doing, but you have to choose three because if if you're not focused, you're never gonna succeed, mm. right? And for me, the podcast was that one thing. You know, what is that one thing that I could focus myself and my team and my budget on that's gonna give me so many benefits? There wasn't any other things available to me. I also come from a very strong like performance marketing background where, you know what, if I cannot see a clear ROI, I'm not going to do it because it's, it's, it's not right or it's BS or something, right? And I basically ate my own words at some point because I went into this idea thinking that I will be able to prove ROI. I did convince my team that I will because I was like, well, listen, if we're going to keep talking to our prospective customers, this is a way to build relationships to get our foot in the door. And then we're going to start closing these deals and all this kind of stuff. Yeah. And then what, what, what happened was that, you know, obviously we're B2B FinTech. It's a little different. You know, the, uh, the journey between the beginning of the deal and the close of the deal is long, right? It's not that easy to say that that one thing is what sold it. Yeah. Um, so we, I had to adjust as like, oh, okay, all right. So I can't have like this clear understanding that everybody who we talked to on the podcast, because of the podcast, we closed the deal. So that went out of the window. But then what I realized is that, you know, some of the brand activities that you do or brand awareness activities that you do, you may not be able to track ROI, but it doesn't mean you have to overlook them because your brand recognition, your digital footprint with producing so much content online is giving you, you know, and again, like any post or blog post, you can track, you know, the traffic there. That's kind of easy to say. You may not be able to, to, to pinpoint it to specific sale, but you know that people are interested. People are reading, consuming your content. Yeah. I think it was also 
you know, just understanding that what we started using it for is like every time we sign a new client, we started inviting them to the podcast to talk about not not why they bought currency cloud. No, no. But talk about, you know, what it is that you do, you know, what what keeps you up at night, you know, what's going on in your life. How do you try to solve the problems that you that you are that that you need to solve? And most likely, these peers they cross reference. Yeah. You know, if they're in the same segment, they 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 tend to listen to each other, and so it means our prospective customers now listen to this podcast. They're like, oh well, this guy is having exactly the same issues that I'm having. This is how they're solving it. Mm. And again, like on silver lining is probably talk to currency cloud. <laughs> yeah. So it was a great way to get those customer almost not testimonials, but join our brand together with our customer brand, which in a lot of cases were bigger brands than ours. And it gave us a lot, a lot of brand awareness. Yeah. I, I love this, right? Because for us, we also did that exercise, right? We got to a moment where we we're like, is this actually the thing that's driving the business, right? And it, it came down to a mindset uh, work that we had to do because it's like, do we actually believe that this is driving it, right? And obviously it is, like, because we're developing the relationships. Obviously there's a follow-up process that happens after. There's, like, this yeah. machine around it, right? But you mentioned a few elements, like, relationship building with your current clients right like uh if you're on a yeah. month-to-month if like if these clients uh you, you depend on them on for x yeah. amount of time right like we were able to very quickly go from a three-month uh lifetime value to six months and soon to eight months and then to nine months right and that obviously translates into revenue for the company right so uh yeah, it, it's exactly. a way not only for the front end on your platform like lead gen or relationship building or yeah. prospecting right but also becomes this amazing uh, amazing uh tool on the back end to build a relationship with your current customers to get referrals to be like okay show testimonials and it we've been i, I was writing here as you were explaining what's a formula right like how, how can we measure like these things and, and for some people yeah. it's worth millions of dollars right for others are maybe thousands of dollars for some others yeah. unfortunately is worth zero right we're on the on the on the the uh we're on the boat of million dollars right because guess what like this is this is not just for today this is for the next 10 years that yeah. we're building this is like a, a very solid solid base and so think about it too like in a way that it's almost a user generated content which is the best content you can possibly have right it happens the conversation flows that your prospect or, or whatever your target audience person is saying all the things that they are saying and because a lot of times for startups to start creating content that's serving their target audience may be a little difficult because you are selling them a tool, but you're not in their shoes. You don't know their issues, right? You almost have sometimes no credibility to talk about the topics that they care about because you don't know these topics. You're not, you're not them. Yeah. But when you have your target audience come to your show, create this user-generated content, you, you, you're basically creating this content <laughs> for your target audience without having any credibility um, and you are able to do it without sounding bogus or yeah. weird or yeah. like you don't know what you're talking about. Absolutely. So I have two two possible roads here that I, that I want to go to. <laughs> so I, I'm having an internal challenge in deciding which question to ask, but, uh, you know, I kind of want to use a line of your own playbook here and ask you, oh, okay. now what are the challenges that oh, no. <laughs> a unicorn marketing team has, right? Like, what are some of the, the things that you guys are struggling with? I, I noticed that your podcast is still very, very active, and I'm, I think is one of still the pillar strategies that you guys are doing. 
but I'm very curious on like what, you know, once you get that influx of cash of resources, right? I'm sure now you guys can invest in other pieces for a yeah. marketing team, grow your marketing team. Yeah. What, what are the challenges now? Yeah. Well, so podcast has become a thing and it's no longer in my hands. It became a global thing that serves the whole of wow. um, the whole global team now, not just it was it was desperate move for us but it became like <laughs> it became like a thing for the whole company that's awesome that's amazing and yeah and since we had like um investment rounds and injection of cash so we have been growing right we didn't wait to become a unicorn to grow which is good so the team is quite big but at some point yes you like when you're scrappy you do things and you uh, start using some, some tools or you have kind of like almost zero processes as to how mm -hmm. you generate or do things. And then as you get bigger, um, the biggest question that you're constantly asking yourself is how do we scale? You know, like everything that we do now, how do we scale, right? Like if you decide to do a podcast, you're like one person talking to people, great, but now to serve global team, um, we have incubators in France, in Germany, in Spain, in the UK, in APEC region. How do you scale podcasts so they can have the podcast as well in their own language under the same like show name, right? Like, mm. so these are the questions that now become more prominent or in terms of like any technology that you onboard, like uh, marketing automation or CRM or even social media tools, right? Like, how do you scale that as well? Um, it's, so this is, I think these are, these are the challenges that you deal with once you hit that growth. Yeah, absolutely. Um, absolutely. Sounds like the, the scalability side of things is like, okay, how do we just keep it growing? And I find it very interesting because, exactly. um, you know, we, we're big fans of watching YouTube and, and they, you know, the creator economy. And I don't know if you're familiar with it, but there's this pretty big creator in there called Mr. Beast. And what he started yeah. doing was actually dubbing and adding subtitles to all of his videos and creating channels in Spanish or Japanese. And, you know, to an extent, I see the relationship there between the creator economy, how he's trying to scale by leveraging his existing content into other audiences right and you guys are pretty yeah. much doing the same leveraging the existing content of the podcast that you guys already have which is the pillar into other audiences by you know expanding the horizons with languages and all that stuff i think that is very interesting yeah yeah that's 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 the key and you sometimes you come to a point where certain strategies don't work anymore and you mm. need to abandon them or maybe uh, agencies that support you before, freelancers that, that helped you before, I know, like you outgrew them. So you go through this uh, chain of like, you know, renewing your support system and the resources that you use into more like bigger scale. Absolutely. Companies. So, so is, is now your role is more of the management of like these resources and how are you placing people and all that stuff? Well, thankfully, I have a team now. So yes. <laughs> So yes, most of most of most of the time the team is in charge of things, but I'm just overlooking the strategy and yeah. making sure they have everything they need to to be successful. Absolutely, that's that's yeah. that's good. Um, definitely, 
Um, something we need to, I, I especially need to work more on, on that. I have a, a, a challenge of letting things go, you know, and delegating, which is so key when you're trying to grow. It, it, it's funny. Like we, um, on our service, the team has been growing and we have this project manager now that's like, the, we, we hired him to free Fonzie, right? And, uh, today in our daily huddle, it's like, man. I feel so disconnected, right? And uh, I guess it's a good thing or a bad thing at the same time. But for him, maybe the bad thing for us is like really good because like bottleneck, <laughs> you know, we cannot be the bottlenecks. Yeah. Uh, so I, I highly encourage everybody, right? Like if you're, if you're, um, you know, planning with your content team on that transition, if it's just you, right? Like the, the story that Lena just shared with uh, being scrappy to, mm-hmm. to that growth mode, which eventually as a business, right? That's where we want to get, whether that's an investment, whether that's a loan that you get, whether that's like uh, an influx of cash from your clients and you decide to hire, um, these are st- uh, important steps. So what are some things that we can uh, account for, right? Make sure that your processes are well-documented. Make sure that you have a clear vision for the team and make sure that that's shared across uh, the whole department, make sure yeah. that, you know, they understand, they run through that process. Um, and it, it's super important, right? And if you, for some reason, uh, shameless plug, if you need help on your content <laughs> team, on fractional content team, give us a call. That's what we actually do. So super exciting. Um, Elena, I'm, I'm, uh, we have a few minutes, right? Uh, I think we have yeah, a few minutes still. I'm very curious. I'm very excited that you're actually developing a personal brand as well. So Dude, you read my mind. I was oh, like, bro. I want to go there. I want to go into the personal brand side. Yeah. Of and uh, Fonzie has it pulled up right now. Yep. And and I love it. I, I absolutely love it. New York is very present, right? Like the things, your your key pillars are there. So um, you're an amazing executive, right? In this, in this unicorn company, but why the decision of, of developing your personal brand? Um. I think, I, I mean, it was, it was like, I think it was like a 2020 thing when <laughs> all of a sudden uh, you don't come into the office, you have so much more time on your hands. And it gave me um, an opportunity to think a little bit, what, what do I enjoy doing? And especially, like I mentioned, now I do less of the, of the doing things, right? It's yeah, more yeah. just being there and making sure everybody's successful and they have what they have, what they, what they need. Um, and then I realized, you know, when you work for one company, and again, I, as a, I'm a, a hired employee, right. For a company, I'm fully vested in, in, in the culture and everything, but I feel like I know all these things. And I was fortunate enough in life to go through the experiences, to work with really, really brilliant people and great teams and like, uh, make my own mistakes <laughs> and learn some things, what works, what doesn't work. But if I were to say like, oh, I want to help um, another tech company with this, right? And if I were to just get another job, it means I'm helping one company at a time, right? I'm yeah. helping one person at a time. So I was thinking, how do I, how do I do one to many? Like, how do I somehow scale? I mean, I didn't quite figure that one out. I just started my uh, my blog on Instagram and started posting yeah. content in hopes that like, even if it reaches few more people and it helps them um, to, because sometimes I talk to people and they're like, they're like, okay, everything you say makes sense because I was thinking about it, but I just wanted somebody with marketing degree and who knows marketing to tell me that I'm on the right track. Yeah. Reassurance. (laughs) Exactly. Even if it's this, that like, okay, whatever you're thinking about is the right thing to do. I, I just, I just felt like this need to be able to serve the yeah. marketing community or tech community. Uh, they've given me a lot and I want to give back. Yeah. Uh, it's very inspiring by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and super exciting. Like we've, I think in the world that we live today, right? Like you, you as a person or as an entrepreneur or, or as a, as an employee, right? You're all, you are your own brand, right? You bring your personality, you bring your yeah. unique 
uh, abilities, your unique things into this world, right? And then it, it's we're seeing this transition of like, okay, I'm helping this company, right? But at the same time, if that company is not serving me as an individual, right? I have the choice to move. And at the end of the day, it's like in this world that is run by media, we have to develop that personal brand, right? So um, it's yeah. funny, like for us, like Beast Bros has become that personal brand. It's two of us combining to that one thing, right? Uh, the service called Content Momentum, different things. But yeah. um, we, we've seen the benefit of that uh, at this early stage. I'm curious, right, on your side, um, how what was the least friction point for you to start that personal brand, right? Because here's the people that we, we get a lot of people that listen to the show that are transitioning. Maybe they're in a job, right? They're like starting to develop that personal brand, that podcast, that platform, right? Uh, but there's yeah. still a lot of friction on creating this. It's very I mean, overwhelming. Some, sometimes their business is just yeah. very tied to their personal brand. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> or maybe they're in this job and they want to do it on the side, just like you're doing, right? So first, like... Um, did you encounter some friction kind of pitching this to the company, right? Like, Hey, are you okay with me doing this? And then what was like at least friction point for you to start? Like how, how were you able to start it consistently? Yeah. So, well, I truly, I believe that everybody has to have their own personal brand and I have basically uh, became a champion at, at Currency Cloud, driving my US team or sales team, especially like, guys, you have to be out there because I would watch them talk about like the super smart, crazy things in the room and like bouncing ideas and being amazing. And then they would leave the room, they would go home and nobody will ever know how smart they are and all the things that they know. And I was like, guys, if you take even like two sentences out of this conversation and post it online, do you know how many people you're gonna, first of all, you're going to help them. You're going to you're gonna help them understand who you are. And that next time when you are on a sales call, you have something to say. They're going to be like, oh, I know this guy. He, he talks really, he talks about really cool stuff. I want to, I want to talk to him. Yeah. You know, so I kind of started that whole um, conversation at Currency Cloud. And then I looked at myself and I was like, well, I'm telling people to do that. But why am I not doing this? <laughs> yeah. And, and I think the least friction is that. Um, well, for example, if for me, right, if you are at a company, the company probably has culture and values and something that you do, this common goal that you have organized yourself to achieve. So the easiest way is to talk about it, right? Like not just uh, keep repeating your brand broadcasting LinkedIn posts that people do, but like share the same news, but in your own words, like, guys, I am excited we're rolling out this product because this is what I did for it. Or this is was yeah, my yeah. play in it, right? Like, do your thing. Nobody wants to hear, like, you repeat what other people said. You can reshare the same thing, but add something of your own. Like, how do you feel about it, right? Like, it's all about yeah. the feelings. So that was that was the easy one for me because I subscribe to, ev to every value that Christ Cloud drives. And um, that's why I started coming out and be like, well, this is how it should be. <laughs> and it was easy for me. Right. And it's great when you have a brand behind you that you could leverage for your personal growth. Yeah, absolutely. I see, I see, you know, I'm noticing more and more that people want to see portfolios and personal brands and not so much of the curriculums itself. Right. I feel like curriculums are out portfolios and personal brands are in, you know, like when I meet somebody, and, you know, when they have some sort of interest on either collaborating or doing stuff together, I, I don't ask them for their curriculum. I'm like, let me check your social media. Right. That's exactly what I did. You know, when I saw your form come in, I mean, my brother was the one that had a, you know, a conversation with you 
But yeah. I personally didn't know about you. So what did I do? I immediately went to your website. I immediately went to your Instagram. I started seeing a lot of the reels that you're doing, which are great. And go check her out. She is great at doing her Instagram reels. Lots yeah. of lots of value. There, there's one big nugget I, ta I take for me. Uh, Fonzie, we, we need influencer pictures, man. We need influencer we need pictures, influencer I know. Pictures. She I got know all these happening. cool pictures in, in New York in, the, in her website. Uh, I know. I need to get in shape first. Because like uh, yeah, my my, my my dad bod is not friendly with a camera. Okay. Hey, so some pe some people love the dad bod. I, I just need the the bomber jacket, you know, <laughs> hiding the yeah. rolls. Uh, Elena, and the, another thing that I wanted to share was, I see this kind of like intersection between personal brand for people that are already inside of a company, and. Yeah a sort of, of evangelist program. And I, the evangelist program is not our idea. I actually uh, learned this from another company called Sweetfish. And they do this a really good job where they actually have a core group of people inside of the company that they, they incentivize and they motivate for them to become thought leaders and become have yeah. their own personal brands. But their personal brands are very attached to the company, right? So then that is driving traffic, it's driving awareness, right? Yeah. Top of funnel attention, whatever it is. But I feel like if those people decide to leave the company, they still would have such a powerful, strong personal brand that they could potentially do whatever they want. A hundred percent, hundred percent. And I think, you know, if you are with a company and you have the opportunity to be that evangelist, you absolutely should do it because, you know, it's comfortable, right? Like you were talking about what you know most. It's very easy. And and I, what I would always encourage, like be authentic, like just be you, like say things that, I mean, you know, <laughs> within the realm of normal, <laughs> right? Not crazy stuff, yeah. but be you, be authentic. And yes, you're not going to retire from the company that you're working for, especially in the tech startup world, unless you founded it. Um, that, but then if you leave, if you switch a company, your audience knows you. They're going to follow you and they're going to listen to your stuff yeah. from other company, right? Like they, Because they're not subscribing to your company's mantra. They're subscribing to you and what you're feeding them in terms of content. Yeah, absolutely. Well, this has been amazing. We're coming here close to the end. I think we got to, you know, come into the closing segment. But before we go to that one, I have the question that everybody has been waiting for, Elena. Are you ready? What's your favorite oh food God. in New York? No, I'm kidding. That's not it. That's not it. That's not it. That's a decent question, you know, but I think we can explore that once we go visit to New York. We've never been to New York. Oh, you guys have to come on. I, I, yeah. I've heard that so many times. People are like, you got to go to New York. You got to go to what's New York. The, what's the best season to go to New York? Uh, probably spring yeah. or fall. Okay. Yeah. Not you don't want to be there in the heat. No, no. Or the there's cold. No beach, or the there's cold. no relief there. <laughs> <laughs> Makes a lot of sense. All right. So I'm going to go with the question. Here it goes. What is yeah. your favorite emoji? <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> you know, my favorite emoji is probably the one with one eye closed and tongue out. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. Interesting. What what was the meaning of that one? I don't know. I feel like I could put it into anything, like <laughs> cool, funny, or wink. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm gonna try it whenever. Wink or funny, or I'm, gonna I'm gonna try that one. Whenever I'm mad to my with my brother, I'm gonna say something, you know, something mean, and then I'm gonna put that one. I feel like it will it'll diffuse the tension a little bit, you know. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It works for anything, for something cool and for something mean and for something funny. Yeah, yeah. that's good. That's good. Multi-purpose. Uh, hmm. <laughs> quick. quick. <laughs> 
question on the uh well la- last question of the show right like uh we're gonna have the emoji question like 24 7 i'm a big <laughs> fan i write all my emails like i could be like emoji only and uh, i can understand but uh I love too. where would you be if you did not publish where would i be if i would if you did not publish what do you mean did not publish if like you if you didn't do you didn't start the podcast or maybe now oh, okay. not starting your personal brand Oof. I don't know. I think I would, I would, I would do it. <laughs> I would do it. I would do it in some other way. I think, I think, I think I needed, I needed some publicity. I needed to be out. I needed to be talking to people and doing me and yeah. getting out of the box of cubicle or corporate and doing something more. And I think if, if I didn't start my blog, I would probably uh, join some, Maybe there are a lot of groups like in New York, like uh, women in fintech or women mm. in tech. I would probably like subscribe to one of those organizations and yeah. try to be there and drive the agenda there. I love it. I love how it is part of your identity at this point. You're like, I have to, I have to get my knowledge out into the world. Yeah. I think it became too, like too, too tight to sit for me. And I was like, okay, that's it. I need to, I need to open up. <laughs> yeah. It's so exciting. I, 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 I'm very excited about this episode and what it can do for people because you've lived that transition, right? Like from, you know, from not being involved in a world like this to be very involved and scrappy to like the after of what a lot of people are looking for in like this maybe bigger company, right? And then developing your own personal brand. And and I think um, I'm very honored to to have met you and this is super exciting and uh, we wish you all the best. Like What's maybe a piece of advice, right? A very punctual piece of advice for somebody that's in that position, right? They want to develop their personal brand. Um, and what's something that they can do today? I think for everybody, bootstrapped, scaling, post-acquisition, or doing your own thing, you have to prioritize. You mm-hmm. have to know your number one thing or number two, two, two things. Otherwise, it's not going to work. Prioritize always. Otherwise, it's it's difficult. It's, it's mind melting. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I I felt that, that I felt like that was personal, Elena. It's like (laughs) prioritize, Ponzi, prioritize. (laughs) Prioritize. (laughs) I know we were just talking before jumping on the show. We're like, we need to do like a base rose Fonzi and Luis that retreat and, uh, talk about base rose 2.0. What does that mean? Talk about priorities. Yeah. Uh, it's super exciting. So awesome. Fonzi, anything else? Uh, no, Elena, where can people find you? Where can people connect with you and, you know, get involved in your world? Sure. They can find me on Instagram at Elena.sasfluent or on LinkedIn, just as Elena Hassan or in my website, sasfluent.com. Reach out, say hello. Awesome. And, send her uh, an emoji. Thank you for having me. <laughs> send me an emoji, the, exactly. Not just an emoji, the emoji with the wink and the tongue out. That emoji yeah. so she knows exactly what you're doing. I'll take a poop that, emoji. That, that, has to be, <laughs> that, that has to be the selfie for this one. That, that has to be the thumbnail. Like. Yeah, yeah. We'll put, and we'll put the emoji in there. Uh, guys, just make sure you scroll down on the notes. Uh, all the links are going to be there. Please connect with Elena, yeah. send her the emoji and ask her any questions. She is so friendly. She is absolutely amazing. Thank you, Elena. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, guys. absolutely. With that said, guys, thank you so much for tuning into the Content Profit Podcast. Go ahead and follow the show in your favorite po- podcasting platform <laughs> on the social media at Biz Bros Co. That is right. And if Elena here help you move one step closer towards your goal, please don't forget to share this episode and, and leave a five-star review. See ya. Bye, guys.